I intentionally waited a couple of days to broadcast or to podcast my thoughts about Charlottesville. And no, it's not because I'm a potential bigot like the president and I'm trying to not offend the, the sensitivities of white supremacists. It's because there was a lot of good journalism happening immediately after the tragedy in Charlottesville. And there was a lot of social media conversation that I was engaged in on Twitter, conversations between people, and I just didn't think it was time for a podcast. But now maybe it's time, or maybe it's at least time for me to speak a little bit more about this. So the question I have is, what do we do now as a country? And there's a lot of good things that are happening. There's a lot of good things that are already being done. But I also had a thought. Maybe one of the things we need to do is hold America's most bigoted modern-day president to his word. Two days after the violence, you know, after every clear-headed thinker on the planet condemned the hate groups, Donald said racism is evil and those who cause violence in its name are criminals and thugs, including the KKK, neo-Nazis, white supremacists, and other hate groups that are repugnant to everything we, as, we hold dear as Americans. Now, does Donald believe that statement? I doubt it, but who really knows what he believes? I don't even think Donald knows what Donald believes half the time. Therefore, I think it's really all about what we believe. So what do I believe? As a Jewish guy, a Jewish American, I don't really have any choice. I'm 48 years old, and the Jews of my generation, we were taught a very different message. It was just two words, never again. Now, granted, we didn't live the Holocaust, but we damn well knew about it. It really didn't matter what type of Jewish education any of us received. As kids, we watched the Nazi propaganda films. We saw the horrific images of these barely living, paper-thin bodies carrying no longer living, paper-thin bodies. We learned about the ovens in Auschwitz, and we learned about the Zyklon B gas chambers. As children, there's no doubt, we were terrified and we were scarred, and we saw the scars. The older members of our congregations, the people who had numbers tattooed on the underside of their forums, who never spoke about their experiences. And we knew exactly what those numbers meant, and we shivered every time we happened by like an innocently rolled up sleeve. And even today, ink means something different to us. And the thing is, it didn't end. Year after year, the memory of the Holocaust was like reprogrammed into our individual and our collective consciousness. Now our instructors and our parents and our grandparents, they didn't teach us about the Holocaust to scare us. They taught, about, they taught us about the Holocaust to prepare us. And we're prepared. Look, Jews fight all the time. We argue with each other. We complain. We don't talk to each other for years. But there are two simple words that will always keep us connected. Never again. We live in a country that cherishes freedom of speech, and Nazi wannabes do indeed have a right to speak, but they don't have a right to harm. And never again, there will be no holocaust in our nation. There will never again be slavery in this nation. We won't tolerate lynchings, domestic terrorists, and these perpetrators of racially motivated violence will be brought to justice. And you know, the United States of America is, is way better, is far better, it's much bigger than these recalcitrant pockets of hateful energy, no matter how many there are. And the vast majority of America's citizens, we celebrate America's diversity. And most importantly, 
at least from my perspective, Mr. President, every day we will hold you accountable to your words, whether you believe them or not.